It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Monday, November 2nd, and yesterday, your Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens 28-24. I've got all the goods. In the first segment, we'll recap the game. In the second segment, we'll talk more about what you can take away from that game with the good and the bad, as well as some of the injuries that came out of this. But in the third segment... We've got to talk about the Steelers, who in the dead of night made a trade to get a linebacker. And I'm going to tell you all about that linebacker right here on this show today. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen of the Locked On Steelers podcast, our dedicated listeners, our diehard, true Steelers fans, you, your Pittsburgh Steelers, they are undefeated, 7-0. They just vanquished the Baltimore Ravens, 28-24, on the road, in M&T Bank Stadium, with Baltimore coming off a bye. After coming off a tough road win against the Titans, your Steelers are for real. Everybody, I'm just joking around, but this is Chris Carter. Y'all know, this is a, this is insane. The Steelers are on a run that is unbelievable. Now, granted... Looking at how this season is shaped out, a lot of these wins make sense. The Steelers are a very balanced team. But if someone told you that back when the pandemic started, even after the draft, that the Steelers would start this season 7-0, you probably would have done unspeakable things to make sure that that happened, right? Right. And this game was another example of how the Steelers continue to find ways to beat opponents even when all the main things that they normally do aren't there. Perfect example. You look at the first half. The offense stunk. Didn't get a single point. The only points that come up for the Steelers are the pick six by Robert Spillane. Everything looks bad. Everything isn't working. Ben has 24 yards to the air. They're not finding anything consistent on the ground. It looks like a nightmare. And what happens? The team figures it out. 
They started 0 for 3 on third downs. They finished 3 for 9. I mean, not great there, but going 3 for 6 in the second half, that helped them get back on the field. James Conner finishes 15 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Nothing, nothing really spectacular there, but getting the job done when called upon. Ben Roethlisberger, same deal. 21 of 32, 182 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Getting the job done when called upon. This offense is so crazy to me because they just put up 21 points against the number one scoring defense in the NFL. And they really didn't do anything spectacularly. There wasn't a... It, there were there weren't crazy catches from Chase Claypool. There wasn't you know Antonio Brown like moments. There wasn't a, a running game that just bulldozed them. It was just Ben Roethlisberger saying, "I'm going out here with my guys, and I'm giving them a shot to beat you." And I know they can't, and they did. That's the crazy part about this. All the different passing concepts the Steelers kept throwing, especially in that second half. And I got I got to tip my hat to the way Ben was a leader in that sec in that second half. Because there was a drive, the last touchdown drive, in fact, where the Steelers never used a running back. They just kept coming out in empty set after empty set after empty set. Basically telling the Ravens, hey, we're coming. We're throwing the ball. Stop us. And they couldn't. And to me, that right there, that's a sign that you're that you that you got something special going on. When the other team has to know that you're doing this one this one thing and they still can't figure things out on you, man, tough. Tough group this group is. Juju Smith-Schuster leads the team in receiving again. He gets 67 yards on seven catches off of eight targets. And really the yards don't explain how crucial he was in this game. Just tough as nails, catching the ball in traffic, fighting through people, never giving up on a play. That dude is legit. That dude is for real. I don't care how many TikTok dances he does. He's the man. Eric Ebron coming through when they need him. Four catches on five targets for 48 yards and a touchdown. Chase Claypool did fumble in this game, but he rebounded. Caught five of nine targets for 42 yards and a touchdown. And his touchdown was the last of the game. Just huge. Just huge all around. The Steelers, you think you think you got something here. Because here's the crazy part about this game. The Ravens ran for 265 yards. 265 that's almost four times as much as the Steelers have averaged giving up all season long. And yet, the Steelers found a way to win this game. Yeah, you know, the, week, the past few weeks, I've been talking about who's the unstoppable force, who's the immovable object, what happens when those two meet. Well, when it came to the ground game, the Ravens won that matchup. When it came to getting the yards. But when it came to getting the points... That was the tricky part. Because Lamar Jackson committed four turnovers in this game. The most of his career. The second most is three turnovers, which the Steelers forced on him last year. 
And now your Steelers are 7-0 and on top of the AFC, especially on top of the AFC North, with basically a two-and-a-half game lead over the Ravens. This is a good situation to be in. This is why we were saying, even in the games where, quote-unquote, they were supposed to blow the opponent out, where if they weren't, they, and they still found a way to make a, get the W, that means Steelers are on pace, more than on pace, they're, they're handling their business until they know they need to win games to keep advancing. I can't find any negatives. I mean, sure, man, there, there are things they can improve on. I'm saying I can't find any negative about, about a win like this. Because the thing is that with it being close, they're still talking about how they need to be better. They're still talking about what they need to work on. Their system makes a ton of sense. They're bringing heat. They're stopping the run. They're moving pieces every week to account for Robert Spillane and the missing of Devin Bush. They're, do, they're doing a lot of great stuff out there. And again, it's because they're finding different ways to win. Robert Spillane, 11 tackles, a pick six. Getting it done and a third down breakup in space against Josh Justin Dobbs. Huge game for him. Huge game for him. And I'm telling you, man, this group, this is a special Steelers team. They're figuring things out together. They're fighting through the storm whenever they have to weather it. Like that first half, they weathered a storm. The Ravens were coming out. They were putting it on them. Defense hung in there, kept giving them shots. The offense eventually was able to figure out what they were doing wrong and, and, and apply that. Great stuff all around. That's what great teams do. We're going to take a quick break. We come back, we'll be talking more about this game, more of the specifics about what the Steelers did right in this game and what came out of it. But when we when we come, but before we do, we gotta throw it to our great pep, our, our our great sponsor, Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, sometimes I like to watch this season with a cold Pepsi when Ben Roethlisberger is throwing one of those touchdowns, and he's thrown several times this year. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's talk about some of that good and the bad. Let's talk about some takeaways. And our top takeaway are the fact that they had four takeaways. This defense, they didn't get their bread and butter this game. They didn't stuff the run. What they did was they came up with the splash plays in the important moments. 
Mike Tomlin used to famously say the word splash a lot. Didn't make enough splash plays. Well, guess what? They made them all in this game. Well, not all of them, but they made a lot of them in this game. Started with Robert Splain's pick six of Lamar Jackson, and it was nothing spectacular. He just he played he played middle zone. He read Jackson's eyes. Jackson made a horrible throw. He jumped it and ran it. But those are the plays that you gotta capitalize on when the other team gives you the opportunity. You have to make the play, and that's what they did right there. Then. After that, the Ravens are on another, a long drive. They're moving the ball. They're in the red zone. Lamar Jackson trying to do what he does. Steps up in the pocket looking to throw. Tries to throw Bud Dupree right on him. Forced the fumble. Bam. Got him. And you loved the persistence of the pass rush in this game. They kept coming. They kept making sure Lamar Jackson knew that he was going to get hit all throughout this game. There was no way for him to forget that they were there. And it tests your mettle when you keep getting hit like that. All in all, they, the official quarterback hits numbers are at 9. Tewitt had 3. Watt had 5. Bugs had 1. But to me, Bud Dupree should also count as 1 with that set, even though he really just got his arm. To me, that's, that, that should count. They were getting to, to Lamar Jackson. But I got to give credit to... I got to give credit to him, man. Because... They were hitting him, and you didn't see any bit of complaining. You didn't see any bit of whining. All you saw from Lamar Jackson, like there was this one play where Bud Dupree, he hits him pretty good. It's in the red zone, and Lamar, I mean, and Lamar's moving the ball with, with, with the Ravens, and Bud hits him, and he, after he hits him, he tries to like rip the ball out, but he can't get it out. But still, it's like it's a hard hit. And when Lamar Jackson gets up, he just gives the ball to the ref, slaps Dupree on the butt, and walks back to his huddle. I gotta give, I respect that. That's toughness. But the Steelers got it done today. They now forced four turnovers on Lamar Jackson, two interceptions, both by linebackers. Alex Highsmith's interception was huge. Play going out to the flat and then reading his eyes and backing up and getting the interception in space. That's not what I thought that they signed up to get him with. But it is a play that the Steelers will take. And it seems very interesting that the Steelers were willing to use their young linebackers a lot out in coverage. And they were able to pull out some big plays in there. Because Spillane, Spillane wasn't just that interception. He had another huge breakup where he was covering Justin Dobbins. And Dobbins ran the in and out on him. It was a good route. He goes inside. Spillane has to honor it. Then he bounces outside. The ball's placed outside. It's played out, out towards away from uh, from Spillane. But Spillane gets, sticks with Dobbins, puts his hand right in between uh, Dobbins' hands, and punches the ball out. Very good play from him. Spillane finishes with 11 tackles. Two, two passes defense, interception, return for a touchdown, and a tackle for loss. And a fumble recovery. They The Steelers do miss Devin Bush because there were plays where you saw, okay, Spillane isn't, that's, that's the weakness. Spillane's a, you know, a little, little slow out to the edge. And not the best at absorbing blocks in the hole. And shedding them and, and working his way to the play. 
but he was good enough to make the plays and to not have to be someone that you completely plan around and work against. Because that's where I see that that that's where that's what ha- happened when they when they lost Ryan Chazier. They had to basically make it so that hey, we know our inside linebackers stink. We're going to get we're going to do everything we can to make sure they they don't have to make a play. That's not what happened there. They're working with these guys, and part of it's also again the talent of the rest of the defense. Stephon Tuitt, nine tackles in this game, two sacks, three quarterback hits, three tackles for loss. He is bringing it every game. He has six sacks on the season, y'all. Six and seven games. Even if he gets none in this next game, he'll be on pace for a 12-sack season this year. That's that's Those are great numbers. Those are numbers that I can find except the, more than except. That's, that's all pro type of stuff from interior defensive linemen. Other guys that played well, TJ, of course, five tackles, one sack, five quarterback hits, five. Those are the things that they don't officially mean, you know, they don't get you extra losses or get you down. But when you keep hitting the guy, you keep reminding him of your presence. What I'm talking about, you wear him down. TJ Watt doing that. Isaiah Bugs, Isaiah Bugs stepping up in this game. Tyson Alulu went down. We'll get into the injuries in a second here. Alulu went down in the first half. It was bad. Bugs was getting beat. He wasn't adjusting. He wasn't getting to the hole. It was rough. And then, all of a sudden, second half, whatever adjustment they made, he was out there balling. Finished with five tackles and a quarterback hit on the fourth down stuff of Lamar Jackson on the second to last drive for the Ravens when they were trying to take the lead at the end of the game there. Isaiah Bugs beats up his man plays the hole, and gets a hand on Jackson when he tries to run it up the middle. Huge play on his part. And huge stepping up of him to replace Tyson Alulu. There's something about this team, man. They don't just go away. When something goes wrong, they're not just like, oh, well, we tried. They, they, they scrap. They find answers. It's amazing. It's inspiring. It's another reason why I think everyone should take this Steelers team extremely serious and if you're not i don't know what you're looking at now the injuries were concerning cam hayward had two injuries in the fourth quarter now i will say this dayon kovacevic said after the game uh, my boss at dk because he was there with dale lolly he, he did say that cam after being helped off the field that he was walking around the uh the sidelines and after the game he, he, he was kind of being easy on his foot but there's a chance that Hayward's injury was just cramps because that's what the first one was. They said it was cramps. It might have just been a reoccurrence of that, and because it was the it was the last play of the game, they had to uh, they they couldn't really assess and get him back out there in time. So hopefully he's okay. Ulysses Gilbert's back injury that that surfaced late this week might be something that could end up being long-term, we're hearing, because that's this is around the time when his back injury messed him up last year and put him on injured reserve. Either that, or either that, and that's why the Steelers have made a trade to get Avery Williamson, the linebacker from the Jets, we'll discuss in the next segment, 
or there's something else we're completely missing here. But ultimately, this team finds ways to win in multiple ways. They're, this is the first team to ever beat Lamar Jackson at when, when, once his team has had a lead going into halftime. First team ever. Huge. All the narratives that we talked about that they needed to get. They needed to stop the run. They needed to force Lamar Jackson to have to beat you with his arm. That part they did do. The offense needed to get an early lead. None of that worked. But they still found a way to gut it out. That's why you got that's why you gotta dig Mike Tomlin, man. This ship is headed in the right direction for the Steelers, and it's been headed in the right direction for quite some time. And this Steelers team, they've got a real shot, y'all. And again, that defense, at the end of the game, two drives. Baltimore got two drives to punch it in, and they stopped them both times when the game was on the line. Humongous. We're going to talk more about this game all this week because there's so many things to talk about about it. Tony will be on with me for tomorrow for, for Tony Tuesday, but don't go anywhere just yet. We still got one more segment to go. We got to talk about this trade the Steelers did. We'll talk about that in a second, but before we do, we got to talk to you about our great friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person and helps someone lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat during the day. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high-protein and high-fiber, and they're great for a keto diet. Instead of when you're tired and hungry at work and you need a boost to get through the day, instead of going to the vending machine and getting those cupcakes, those Pop-Tarts, those potato chips, get something healthy like a Built Bar. It'll fill you up, taste great, and get you through the rest of your day with the energy that you need. And Built Bar comes in 18 amazing different flavors. Six of those new flavors are Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. You can get all those flavors by going to their website right now at BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's talk about this trade because the Steelers in the dead of night made a move to get a linebacker. And like I said, wasn't a guy that was going to be top of your list. It wasn't going to be a guy that was, you know, a first-round draft pick or Deion Jones or anything like that. It was a former fifth-round pick of the Jets, Avery Williamson. Williamson, they traded from the they got they got from the Jets from the Jets. They gave away a fifth rounder in 2022's draft and got back a seventh rounder with Williamson. So basically, they swapped picks. Basically, in two drafts from now, not even this upcoming draft, but two drafts from now to get a linebacker that's on the end of his rookie deal 
that'll be able to play for the rest of the season. Now, he won't be able to play his next game because he's got to pass through protocols and he won't get that done until then. But he should be able to join them after this next week, the way I understand the protocols. And then that's when they can start using Kind of like how you know the Chiefs had to wait for Le'Veon to get a, a, you know up to speed and everything. This is an interesting move. I think it's a good move. Because it won't cost the Steelers a whole bunch of money. The guy's a late round draft pick, so you know he's not he's not someone that's that's costing you a whole that's costing us cost like you know first round dollars. But he's a, also a guy who's a run stuffer. He's six one. He's big, and he moves a little bit. You know he's not anything super fast, but he ran he ran a four six six out of uh, out of college. He is really good at seemingly understanding how, how to play gap to gap. I'd say he's a little bit better at going sideline to sideline than Spillane. I think he's a little more complete than Vince Williams when it comes to playing the inside linebacker position. Now, I don't know if, I don't know if he's as tough as Vince in the hole or it's good of a pass rusher. But from what I have seen of Williamson, he's a guy that's going to really help you out in the run. And I think that this, I think that this trade is a bit of a response to how things went over this week. Because Ulysses Gilbert had a back injury late in the week, which kind of crept up on us. And then after that, he uh, he, he missed. Now the thing is, is that when you look back at Ulysses Gilbert from uh, Ulysses Gilbert from two years ago, or last year rather, around the same time you had a back injury that sidelined him for the rest of the season. There might be something there. This might have caused that. And they left Spillane in a lot more in this game, which left him with a lot more roles to fill. And that might have led to some of the problems that the secondary was going through and the defense was going through on you know third downs. Because typically Spillane's not out there for that. And what happens is, is when you get those practice squad guys, the guys that you know that you know you're not asking a whole lot of, they even when they're the guy likes Spillane who has the green dot in that situation, they're getting those calls. You want them to not have to do as much. You want them to be able to lock in on, hey, this is your role, these are your moments. But when you start giving them a whole lot to do and you start putting them out there for more plays. You know, if they're the playmaker, if they're a Devin Bush, if they're a TJ Watt, if they're a Minka Fitzpatrick on defense, they're going to make those plays. They're going to figure that out. But when you're a practice squad guy, that's when you're asking a whole lot more of them. That's when you're asking them to be consistent. And that's where, you know, good players can make plays. Great players are consistently making plays. And Spillane, to his credit, he's had a two, a good first two starts. He made some plays against the Titans. Had a big hit on Henry. Had a pick six in this game. Led the team with 11 tackles. Recovered a fumble. Almost recovered a second one. And it makes sense. But this, this when I look at Avery Williamson and I see what he brings to the table, one of the things that Splane isn't good at is getting off blocks. Shedding blocks in the hole. When the offensive lineman does get to the second level, which they started to in this game. Now, part of that was because... It's the design of the Ravens. They freeze you because of how fast 
Lamar Jackson is. Typically on a run, like the way that the Steelers approach Derrick Henry. When the ball's handed off, when the when the when the, the play starts and you see a guard pulling, you're immediately reading your keys and saying, Okay, they're running it to Henry. This is where he's going, let's take him out. But when they run those option runs with Lamar, it's so tough to do that because it's a different set of keys, because then you have to play the play the running back, but then you also have to be ready for the quarterback to make a play. And to take it and keep it around and make a move. That's not always easy. And it's also a different set of key this different set of things you need to practice and watch for as a defensive lineman and as a linebacker. And I think that in this game they were willing to sacrifice certain runs by Gus Edwards and uh, J.K. Dobbins to be able to work on Lamar Jackson. And it worked. They got four turnovers. Again, we're going to talk about that all this week. But I think part of the problem also is that now when Spillane's out there a whole lot more, you're asking a whole lot more of him. And eventually it's going to start leading to more mistakes, not just visibly from what he does on the field, but in communication mistakes that lead to breakdowns and bigger play opportunities for opponents. So, I say that to say, I think Avery Williamson coming to the team is a great timing move by Kevin Colbert because now he's going to get a guy that has played in command, you know, played in command in the middle of a defense. And he's not going to try to take over. He's not going to try and be Ryan Chase's number one player or anything like that. But he's going to bring a physical presence over the middle. He'll fight to get off the blocks that Spillane can't get off right now. He'll, he'll be a bigger run stuffer, too. And he can help against tight ends. He also has some interceptions on his career. Um, four in total. Because he started with the, the Titans, then he went to the Jets. But I, I like this Avery, Avery Williamson move. It's perfect. It's what I was talking about. You know, He's not going to start right away. He might not even start as soon as he gets with the team. But he's, an, he's a choice. He's someone you can keep around and figure things out. And that's what Kevin Colbert does, man. He finds pieces that makes him work. And this trade, I mean, they swap picks. Who cares if you, if you give a fifth rounder when you're in the middle of a, of a of, you know a seven and zero season and you want to make get get just get a little bit better so that you can be competitive and you know get get your best done. It makes a lot of sense to make this move for those reasons. We'll be talking more about Avery Williamson. The new Pittsburgh Steelers from the New York Jets as the week goes on. But we've got a lot of time to do that. Thanks so much for tuning into the Locked On Steelers show. That's it for today. Tomorrow it's Tony Tuesday, so we'll be having Tony Serino back on the show. Um, if you're enjoying the program, you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing so really helps out the show. We appreciate everyone who does that. Um, uh, if you leave a five-star review with a positive comment, you will get a shout-out like this person at the end of this show because we appreciate our five-star reviews and the people who leave the comments with them. This one comes from RJP43. It says, awesome show. I listen every day. I live in Michigan's Upper Peninsula where there aren't many Steelers fans, and i got to say, this is my favorite Steelers podcast. Keep it up, Chris. RJP, thank you so much for your kind words. Um, we, I certainly will fight to keep it up. 
There's other there's other reviews we'll get to later in the week here. Thanks to all those who have le left their five star reviews. I'll be reading. Don't worry, I'll be getting to you as the week rolls on. I want to do one a day um, to keep the roll going here. Uh, but uh, we, but hey, if you want to get your shout out, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, it'll if it, 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 when it shows up, that stuff really helps us out in the rankings and gets the word about word out about what we're doing here at the Locked On Steelers podcast. And as always, uh, subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted, and join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. Uh, we are over 800 members deep now. We've got Steelers fans everywhere who talk during the game, after the game, before the game. You want to get to know other Steelers fans? It's a nice, safe place to be. And we all have a good time there. If you want to follow more of my work, go to DKPittsburghSports.com, where I'm a pit beat writer and I cover the Steelers uh, as part of our NFL team there. And then, of course, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. If you follow me, I will follow you back. Thanks to those who do follow me. Guys, Steelers are 7-0. Go into, go into work with your head held high. Talk yo talk. Get that extra, get, you know, get that large size meal for lunch instead of the medium sized meal you deserve it because y'all y'all just saw your team beat its nemesis in their stadium and there ain't nobody that could tell the Steelers nothing right now that's our show thanks for listening be back in the years tomorrow is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.